What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, what's up? It's Johnny O. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I am reading through the book, Man Uncivilized, by my buddy Trevor Bohm. <clears throat> I'm in a bunch of his programs at the moment, and uh, I've mentioned a little bit in past podcasts, uh, but if you haven't read this book, I highly recommend that you pick it up. And either read it or listen to it, because I have both here, uh, and I actually have the book in front of me. But the very beginning, it's uh, it's fascinating. It makes uh, a ton of sense. You know, in uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy, I read about how like the the development of the the, the nice guy came about, right? Where in the Industrial Revolution, machines were uh, replacing men out in the fields which is where boys learned how to become men and fathers were then kind of had to find, you know, new ways of, of creating income and oftentimes were leaving the home, going into the cities uh, and leaving the boys home to be raised by the, the women of the village, right? So in Traver's book, he talks about there's two paradigms. There's the 1950s Marlboro, Marble Man paradigm which was kind of like uh, the fuck your feelings type paradigm of masculinity. And this, this kind of had the, uh, the men whose pendulum swung far to the right, meaning they were just focused on uh, getting shit done, right? Um, and as Traver <laughs> mentions, he's like, um, can you imagine the men of this time, say like the... 1920s, 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s. Can you imagine the men of this time allowing their feelings to dictate whether they did or did not advance on a German troop, knowing they were outmanned 6-1? to one? Uh, Can you imagine these men even having time to check in with their feelings, right? So the, the primal masculine, as Trevor writes, is a fierce and brutal... Uh, but while it's not unfeeling, those feelings had no place to survive, right? And our grandfathers, in our grandfather's time, they were, uh, feelings were kind of pointless in the sense that they got in the way, right? So they didn't really have the option to feel uh, if they wanted to survive, right? And if they wanted their families to survive, if they wanted their communities to survive, having emotions weren't really uh, prioritized, to say the least, right? So to ask our grandfathers, if you will, to live by their feelings, as Traver writes, or even acknowledge them on some level would have been ludicrous. 
And these men raised the men who raised us, right? Our fathers. They raised them to be stoic, to have stiff upper lips. They raised them to be workers first, fathers second, and feelers last, if at all. So the marble man paradigm allowed our country to flourish post-depression. It allowed industry to blossom and it subsequently gave birth to the alcoholism, drug use, and violence that simply had to come from this emotionally stunted form of living. Uh, but the pot had to boil over, right? And so then that swings us all the way into, uh, you know, what we've experienced a lot just in the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. He, he talks about it's the, it's the masculine pendulum swung, like I said, all the way to the right, it's the fuck your feelings paradigm. It's the culture of the men we read about in the Me Too business. And uh, not, I'm sorry, not business, but headlines. And this is the root of the, the rape statistics, the murder rates, and out-of-control violence at the hands of who? At the hands of men. And you get that? That's us. It's not just other men. It's the men we know, the men we work with, go to church with, and elect. So... We hear a lot of that man up, boys don't cry, be a man type paradigm, right? Then he talks about the, the, uh, the next paradigm. <laughs> he said, the, the feminist movement paved the way for my two sisters to do amazing things in their lives that were not previously available to women. The movement was necessary, empowering, and is still actively fighting for the rights and freedoms of women. But as the law of duality dictates there were some unintended consequences to the feminist movement, one of which was the birth of masculine paradigm B. So paradigm A was the marble man. Paradigm B is the sensitive new age guy or the nice guy. Uh, and he says, I was this guy in my old life, so I know him well. And I do too. You know, that's uh, certainly how I was raised by all the, the women in my life. He, he goes on to say, like many men, I was raised by a feminist mother, lived with feminist sisters, was primary schooled by female teachers and made to be hyper aware of feelings, mine and others. I was raised in the, on the notion of happy wife, happy life, and bred on the idea that upsetting the feminine was the greatest of sins. And that was 40 years ago, well before we'd gone so far as to believe masculinity contained toxicity or could be publicly spoken about as a disease in the gender politics and internet mob justice of the 2000s. It goes on to say a lot of different things, um, but more or less that the snag paradigm, snag is, like I said, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm totally forgetting. Not, uh, <laughs> snag stands for sensitive new age guy. I'm totally blanking on, on what that, what an S-N-A-G paradigm is. Um, but anyways, I digress. So he says, hypocrisy is a strong word, so I'll categorize the snag paradigm as profoundly confused. It's the one asking men not to be dangerous while still very much needing dangerous men and asking men to be the ones who both kill and die on society's behalf. It's the one screaming that a man holding the door open is sexist, but in the next breath expecting the same man to be the last one off a sinking ship. So the snag paradigm created the misguided notion of toxic masculinity and is responsible for everything from suspending school children from making gun shapes with their fingers or kiss their kindergarten classmates on the cheek 
to the family laws that keep fathers from seeing their children in divorces. It's a paradigm behind the question, where are all the real men, as well as the one driving men to express their primal side in the shadows with violent video games and equally violent pornography, and to join the ranks of the MGTOW and other fringe men's groups that inspire separation rather than unity. So he talks about his paradigm C is his uncivilized paradigm, named for the lack of space that is given for such a man in today's society, civilized society, right? So when you hear open up and men need to be more vulnerable or it's toxic masculinity's fault, you're being covertly pushed into this paradigm of paradigm B, the, the snag, right? So his uncivilized paradigm is paradigm C. And it's just fascinating where he just dives into, I'm not doing this justice at all, but uh, his book is really well laid out. And, you know, the, he just talks about the, the uncivilized man, the uncivilized paradigm, is a man who has his, work, his father's work ethic, his mother's heart, and his brother's and sister's best interest. He is his brother's keeper and his partner's protector and his children's teacher. Um, he talks about he's a man who's unapologetically uh, he is a man who unapologetically celebrates his primal nature. The uncivilized man has the capacity to create violence. If not fluent in it through training, he at least has read the notes enough times to understand it and its place in the world. His strength is the foundation upon which his whole life sits. And he talks about later on the book, you know, one of his ethos is men who are uh, dangerous but not a danger, right? And who are, and, and you hear the, um, Jordan Peterson talk about that too, being a monster but having the capability to control it, right? Um, the uncivilized man knows his heart, has access to it at all times, and allows his emotional expression to be a guide in his life. The uncivilized man knows the, the essence of women. Uh, the uncivilized man knows his value. The uncivilized man knows the earth is his true mother. And lastly, the uncivilized man knows the value of being in community with other men. And so when I joined a bunch of uh, Traver's programs recently, just because I felt called to them, and I've talked about, you know, well, I won't go down that tangent. He reached out to me and he's like, hey, dude, uh, so excited that you joined the, the various programs and, um, you know, it's going to be so much fun and we're excited to have you in the, in the community. And I was like, yeah, man, I just feel like for as much as I uh, tout community and everything else, I also feel like I put so much pressure on myself. And I think a, a lot of us as men do this, whether we're providing for our families or we put the pressure on ourselves to perform at work. Um, in being a good husband, father, son, sibling, member of the community, that sort of thing. But with that, we don't take a ton of time to open up necessarily and, and connect, you know. And Traver's Uncivilized Nation, I think, is a really valuable tool for that. Um, and again, I'm not getting any type of, <laughs> I'm not getting any type of compensation for uh, for promoting Traver's work and his his. Uh, uncivilized movement and his community, the nation. I just think it's, uh, it's amazing. So check it out. Um, if you'd like or disregard if you don't like, <laughs> but I do feel like, uh, one of those things that, that I often 
tout is is being connected and uh, as he talks about being your brother's keeper looking out for each other and yet you know sometimes I feel like I'm carrying the the weight of the world on my shoulders with with what I'm trying to create in my life what I'm building and uh, and not necessarily feeling like I'm getting or quite frankly asking for a whole lot of support right and so he said dude I totally resonate with that that's exactly what I did and, and things dramatically changed in his life when he finally started asking for help, bringing on other men to support him in the movement, um, staying in his lane of what he really enjoys doing and he loves doing while empowering other men to do the things that you know are aligned with their strengths. So there's something to be said about that all this stuff where you know the, uh, the Marlboro man seems to think he has to do it all on his own just sucks it up, doesn't show any emotion, represses all of it. I can definitely see myself, um, various parts of myself that that still have those character traits in me. And then on the other side, swinging to the far left, you know, I have the the, the nice guy that uh, doesn't speak his mind, that doesn't have healthy boundaries, doesn't go out of his, or I should say does go out of his way to make others happy and, and puts his needs last. And I can see myself doing that at times as well. And this is why it's so valuable to do all the work. But it really resonates me with me, his paradigm C, which is his uncivilized man, where, you know, we're unapologetically male. We are, uh, we have certain strengths, we have cer- certain weaknesses, right? But we cater ourselves to being um, humble, to taking responsibility, to, uh, to being confident in our strengths, while being, like I said, humble in our weaknesses. And being willing to, to join as a brotherhood as well as a community so that, you know, men, women, and children alike don't fear the presence of true masculinity. So I don't know. I think that's a lot of what I've been thinking about more recently, um, what I've been working on embracing. And I think, you know, if, if you're struggling kind of with how you show up in the world, you have to commit yourself. You're going to have to put some, you know, money where your mouth is and and, uh, you know, commit yourself to doing some of the work. And whether it be, you know, a program like Travers, any of his programs, I'm like in their leadership program, and then I'm going to do their coaching program, I'm going to do their initiation program. Um, I've got various programs. There's so many different, you know, Sacred Sons and Mankind Project. There's, uh, you know, Stephanos and Preston Smiles have their man uh men's work you've got garrett white you've got uh oh gosh the list goes on and on you know order of man um so much good stuff out there right now you just have to find what resonates with you and uh and sink your teeth into it just start working on it just day by day so that's what i would leave you with is uh is to take take a risk do some research be willing to invest in yourself. Because if you're unwilling to invest in yourself, then you're unwilling to, to truly change. And I've seen that in myself. I've seen that in other people and relationships that I've been in. People who are unwilling to humble themselves and actually do the work of kind of stepping into some of that, that uncomfortable or the things that they fear, um, they keep themselves from really progressing. And that's when their lives become stagnant. Uh, and they fall kind of victim to the, the drift of, of the current of everyday life. 
So I hope you check out Traver's stuff. Check out his book, Man Uncivilized, whether you pick up the, the actual tangible book or you listen to the Audible. Um, and speaking of Audible, my book is now available as of a couple of days ago, Becoming Kings. Uh, I would love to have you check that out too if you are more of an audio listener like you are right now versus a, 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 an actual tangible reader of, uh, of a book. Feel free to pick up both of those books. Um, we'd love to hear what you think of it and what resonates. And then tag myself or tag Traver, Man and Civilized, in your posts. Um, and man, I'm just so grateful to be doing the, uh, the work with you. It's not easy. God, is it not easy. But it's, uh, it's worth it. And I have to just keep reminding myself of that. And I hope this is a good reminder for you too. So enjoy the rest of the day, man. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you on the next episode of Becoming Kings. Cheers. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.